Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. How's the weekend, Ryan Huang? Happy Monday. It was uh, Black Friday, so lots of shopping done. And of course, Cyber Monday, that continues. How was your weekend? It was full of activity. It was great to see people and get out and about for a bit, I have to say. I didn't shop much. Did you add on to that buy of a special vacuum cleaner for the couch? (laughs) So I am on the lookout for a Christmas present for my wife. So if you've got any ideas, let me know. Right now, I only have that vacuum cleaner. I'm not sure if that's enough for a Christmas present, but I probably need to do better than that. Did she ask for a vacuum cleaner? She did. She did. did. It's not very romantic. Uh, It surprises somehow. No, I understand. Stand completely. Mrs. Wong, I got you covered. I'm going to give him some ideas in just a while. Now, let's start the morning going. Shopping, of course, is back-to-back shopping. Friday was traditionally one of the biggest days of shopping over in the U.S. the day after Thanksgiving, a day when many consumers pull themselves off the, the couch. They're just emerging from their tryptophan, comas, you know, all that turkey and good feelings. And they start their Christmas shopping. And it's also that day that... Analysts and investors really watch closely to gauge the state of the economy, both in the U.S. and globally as well. Initial indications, though, showing that U.S. consumers do not appear to be spending at the same pace as last year or the year before, in fact. Ryan, what is going on? Yeah, what is going on indeed. But I think it is the new reality, right? When you look at some of the news that you get on TV, on websites as well, you don't get that big rush, that big picture of people crowding at the turnstiles, bursting through, crawling under the gates as they open them. (laughs) Now, that picture is a thing of the past right now. I think there are a couple of things happening here. One Mm. is COVID-19 happened a few years ago and people got used to shopping online. And also right now, the current backdrop of the economy is not as great as before. People are a bit more conscious about what they're spending on, so they're holding back as well. And then you've got companies, businesses also spreading it out. It's not a one-day event anymore. Black Friday sales have a bit of a ramp up. It happens for sometimes days or weeks. So that effect is spread out. It's not one single day of focus. Mm. So you don't get the optics of people rushing and you know, elbowing each other as much. So on that front, you have that, I guess, lack of buzz almost. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. You don't see many of those pictures in the news of people uh, you know, breaking through turnstiles to shop. Consumer habits have certainly changed. So Cyber Monday today, a day known for online deals, don't say I didn't tell you, that doesn't mean that consumers have waited until today to go shopping. They actually spent nearly 10 billion US dollars in online shopping on Friday. What's the latest there? Yeah, it is... Big money when it comes to Black Friday sales. People still look out for bargains and we are seeing a bit of a jump in online sales. A record $9.8 billion is what's on the table here according to Adobe Analytics. And that is a 7.5% jump from the prior year. So you have a bit of a spike Consumers willing to spend um, as they look for bargains. So that's important. They want bargains. So Black Friday gives them an excuse to spend. Also leading up to Christmas. So a chance to buy those presents in advance. And of course, um, shoppers a bit more price sensitive these these days. So really pay attention to discounts and bargains. But the big question is, will it last beyond Black Friday? The entire 
holiday season, will they continue spending or will just spend on this one day alone? So that is going to be a big question mark to give an indication of the broader strength of the consumer. So when you look at the reports, a lot of US consumers waiting for bigger bargains, looking beyond Cyber Monday, for example. What do the reports put together tell you about the state of the economy? Yeah, definitely is not super. You've got a lot of different priorities right now. The cost of gas is going up. The cost of housing is going up. Mortgage rates are going up. So that really puts some pressure on people's budgets. They will be more price sensitive. So less shopping when it comes to those big ticket items unless it is a really good deal. And then you have the other factor that's now coming in, the buy now, pay later um, trend that's Mm. really taking off. People are jumping on that. So that's one reason we are seeing things um, getting a bit of a boost when it comes to sales, at least for this current season. So you have retailers also trying to step up in terms of promotions. So that's also playing out. So a bit of momentum coming through perhaps for Cyber Monday that we can uh, look forward to. It was a holiday-shortened week in the U.S. this past week, but U.S. stocks still capped off their best four-week stretch in a year, coming off a correction. And some analysts are wondering if the U.S. markets have rallied too quickly, that perhaps before they were oversold, and maybe now they are being overbought. What's your take? Is this recent rally warranted? Yeah, so it's a bit of a head-scratcher because um, you've got, all this gloom and doom in the backdrop, you no know, talk about the economy slowing down, yet markets are pushing up. And I think it's a factor of how we were bracing for some bad news. So that's been priced in to some extent. So the expected bad news you know, kind of already reflected in the market conditions and then nothing really bad happened, so to speak. So markets continue to outperform. And in the earnings season, uh, that's one example expectations were met. And in some cases, or most cases, we had earnings coming through above expectations. So the bar was already set quite low on the front. So that gave an excuse for investors to push on even higher. And of course, a bit of timing as well. All the talk about AI driving some of the tech gains, some of the big tech companies just pulling along the rest of the crowd. So we've got that bit of sentiment going on. And of course, going into the end of the year, typically you've got the Santa Claus rally to look for it too. So we could potentially see that repeating again. If we look ahead, what is on your radar for the coming week? Okay, so a couple of things I am keeping on the table here to look out for. Um, On this week, tomorrow, we've got the Indonesian elections campaign kicking off. So that's one to watch out for. And of course, COP28 is going to be in focus this week. So two weeks of talking around what to do on climate change, how if they can get a consensus going on. And OPEC Plus will be having a meeting. That was supposed to happen over the weekend. That's been pushed back by four days because of some concern from the members. I think two of them could not agree on lower production cuts because... Mm. Well, if they produce more, they make more money. Um, But now there is a bit of a standoff there. And Saudi Arabia wants to hold back on production so that they can raise prices. So there is some tension going on with the OPEC plus grouping. So we'll see how that is playing out for markets come Thursday. But in the the meantime, um, expectations that there's going to be more supply is putting pressure on oil prices. 
And from that big overview, we zero in on companies in the news this morning. We do it up or down style. How is HSBC looking? All right, HSBC, um, it's going to be down for me. They are in the news for the wrong reasons. Mm. An outage, thousands of customers in the UK locked out of their digital banking services. So not great news when you have so many things going online right now. And with the Black Friday sales going on, even a bit of a double whammy. For sure. So Singapore, not the only place that has suffered recently from online banking outages. Thousands of HSBC's UK customers, by the way, were unable to access their online and mobile banking services over the weekend. That is definitely a down for HSBC in my book. Let's look at the Indian fintech company, Paytm. Yeah, Paytm is huge in India. And I think that's one reason why Ron Buffett was so optimistic investing at some time. Back in 2018, $260 million to get a small stake, a 3% stake. Mm -mm. But they have exited right now at a loss. Mm -mm. So they sold at $121.6 million. So you can kind of read into this. They are not optimistic on the long-term expectations of Paytm, maybe thinking about putting your money elsewhere to better use. It is a strong signal that they think that just that. Warren Buffett's book, Shah Hathaway, has sold its entire stake in Paytm. Paytm is not publicly traded, but it's still a down for its parent company, 197 Communications. Perhaps, though, 197 doesn't care. While its shares fell a little last week, they still are up nearly 70% since the start of the year. Let's look at iRobot. Okay, iRobot, which makes those robot vacuums um, that a lot of us... Not the one that you bought, right? Not the one that you bought. (laughs) So this is going to be an up for me because Amazon is going shopping. At least that's what reports are saying. And this is where the European Union is expected to give its approval for Amazon's acquisition of iRobot, which makes the Roomba vacuums a very popular brand. So this is sending its share price up by 39% at the last close. That's it. So uh, iRobot shares surge nearly 40% Friday. European regulators appear set to approve Amazon's proposed acquisition, by the way, of iRobot. I haven't seen a Roomba vacuum cleaner. Those things that move around by themselves, they look like little flying saucers. Is that it? Yeah, it's pretty nifty. So it's like a little circle disc on the floor that moves around. But does it suck up all the hair? It does, especially if you've got pets. Very useful. No, I used to have a cat and it would do the job. So if you've got pets at home, it is a very uh, helpful tool around the house. Very, very interesting. I shall check it out this Cyber Monday. All right, let's look at the Singapore Flyer. All right, this is going to be an up for me because the folks behind it, the company, Straco, is enjoying good business. And Mm. we are seeing net profit of $16.3 million for its third quarter, which puts it in the black much more firmly compared to the narrow profit in the same quarter last year of 175000 So now it's $16.3 million. So really enjoying the bounce in um, tourism and also hospitality services, all of them coming together, especially from China, starting to ramp up again. So mm-hmm. people taking things like the Singapore Flyer. And here's a fun fact. I've not okay. been on a Singapore Flyer before. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah, should I? Is it worth it? Um, well, 
You know me, I like to do it with frills. So I once sent a couple to the Singapore Flyer. It was a prize from the station. They had like a five-course right. dinner. Have you been on it before? Of course. Okay, are the views worth it? In All my right. humble opinion, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I'm sure you've been to higher places. Maybe you're not so Maybe it was a cloudy anymore. day. I didn't see much. Okay, that was me. Revenue though at the Singapore Flyer significantly higher during the third quarter of the year. This according to Straco Corporation, which runs... You mentioned the China factor. Uh, Straco also runs Shanghai Ocean Aquarium, fun fact, and Underwater World Siamen. Have you been there? Not yet, not yet. I'll go on a Singapore flight if they can make it spin much faster. <laughs> that might be worth it. Go on a clear day, check always the weather. Our last word this morning belongs to a question, really. What is the price of happiness? Or put another way, how much do you think you need to earn in a year to be happy? Think about it. Mull on it. Your answer likely depends on how old you are. According to a survey conducted by a financial retirement planner, they're called Empower, millennials expect that they need more than older generations in order to be happy. They say they need something like 525000 US dollars a year. Um, that's a healthy $43,000 a month. But it is worth noting that this desired happiness salary is a far cry from what people actually make. That's about 10 times higher than the median US salary. So, Ryan, can money buy happiness? I suppose for some folks, yes, but I think it's enough to have enough, right? How much is enough? That's you can never have no enough in that sense. No, there's always someone who's going to be richer than you. Mm. As long as you've got enough, I think that's what works. How much do you think you need to yeah, be happy? Not enough. <laughs> it's never enough to go around <laughs> these days. Um, but I, I think for the younger folks, they would feel more pressure because Why? they've got to buy You're... a house. You know, all the big ticket items that some of the older folks already have, so on that basis, I can understand why this survey um, says these younger folks are saying, hey, we need 505000 US dollars, these millennials, because mm. they see all the things that they need to buy. And it costs quite a bit right now. Why do they need 43000 a month? Yeah, that's the thing, right? How much or what car are you going to buy? What house are you going to buy? It comes down to expectations. You, know, to manage, you need to manage them to some extent. I think there's a lot of flexing happening there. Amongst yeah. the millennials. So, tough question. Tough, tough. The relationship between money and happiness is complicated. It was back in 2010, everyone, that Nobel Prize winners Daniel Kahneman, who I've interviewed, thank you very much, and Angus Deaton found that money only impacted emotional well-being up to the amount of 75,000 US dollars. That's what they said there. 75,000 US dollars a year, by the way. Uh, while inflation has surely increased that figure, it is still a far cry from 525,000. So imagine that. Yeah, I guess the question is asked is, what makes you happy? Mm. Reading a book, going to the movies. Cooking. Cooking, yeah. Cooking These things don't cost ones. a million bucks. Yeah. Hey, prawns are expensive. Unless, of course, you head to Sheng Xiong. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us this morning right here on Market View. How much do you think you need uh, to be happy? Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.